Elections in the Philippines have grown into brutal political competitions over the years. In this B-Side episode, Rona Ann V. Caritos, Executive Director for the Legal Network of Truthful Elections, discusses with Business World reporter Miguel Hans L. Antivola the prevailing history and implications of election-related incidents for Philippine democracy. Welcome to another episode of the Business World B-Side podcast. I'm your host, Miguel Antivola, here to discuss the prevailing history of election-related violence in the Philippines. With the recent Barangay and Sangguniang Kabataan elections, there are ongoing reports of politicians and candidates being killed before, during, and after elections, which has grown into a noticeable culture of violence in the country. What exactly will it take to foster a truly peaceful and safe election for our democracy? Here to elaborate on the issue is Attorney Rona Ann Ona V. Caritos, Executive Director of the Legal Network for Truthful Elections, or LENTE. Thank you for joining us, Ms. Caritas. Yes, thank you, Miguel. Thank you to all the viewers. Okay, let's just dive right in. Can you provide an overview of the recent BSKE in the Philippines and the reported incidents of violence during the period? How does this compare to previous elections? The last elections before we had the elections two weeks ago for Barangay NSK was five years ago or the 2018 Barangay NSK elections. And before 2018, it was uh, the 2018 Barangay NSK elections. So comparing this election to the previous two elections in terms of election-related incidents, we can say that this is the most uh, violent one because the number has really increased from 2013 to 2018. But one of our theories on the increase on this increase is that people are uh, much uh, invested in this election because of what we've experienced in the pandemic two or three years ago. So people know how valuable Barangay NSK officials are when it comes to frontline government service and programs. So uh, I think this is one of the reasons why the number of uh, ERI or election-related incidents is higher uh, this year compared to the two previous Barangay NSK elections. As like an election watchdog, what do you think can we learn from the trends that we've seen in like election-related incidents? Can you provide any in, any more insights into the reasons behind those? Uh, one learning after taking a look at the data, and most of the incidents happened in the Bangsamoro region, I think one of the learnings is Comet has this color coding of areas where it's green, yellow, or red. So red is the highest level in terms of security and COMELEC control. And I think for the Bangsawara region, COMELEC also used the same color coding scheme. And I think the region is a different context compared to the rest of the country. For example, in Ados or Datu Oding uh, Sinsuwat, this was not an area under the concern of COMELEC. But the context in this area is there is a pending division of DOS, of the that Odinsinsuwat municipality into two municipalities. So there are contending powers in this issue of this municipality. And I think Comelec should have taken into consideration this context of DOS for it to be placed uh, under Comelec control or for it to be an area of concern. Because from what I heard from Comelec, from uh, Comelec's spokesperson and Comelec's chairperson, uh, Chair 
George Garcia, there were no incidents which happened in DOS before elections and the killings happened on the day of the election. So I think for the Bangsamoro region, COMEX should adopt a different color coding scheme or should take into account the environment or the context of what's happening in the region, given that there are many changes politically in terms of the territory of political families and political parties competing in this region. I want to talk about like how election-related incidents and violence in general has become like a growing culture in the Philippines where um, relatives or family members of incumbent or candidates for the elections tend to hide to a safe place during um, the election period. What do you think must be addressed in this sort of like observation that has bleeded into this culture of violence in the Philippines during elections? If you take a look at it from a, a bystander standpoint, or if you take a look at the bigger picture, there are two major problems when it comes to our issue of ele- election-related incidents. One problem is on electoral competitiveness. If you take a look at the Philippines elections, if you take a look at how we do or conduct our elections, the number of unopposed positions, especially in the local races, it has increased through the elections that we've conducted through the years. What does this mean? When we have an increasing, uh, when we have an increasing number of unopposed positions, it means that the powers are being consolidated in one individual or one family. Given this monopoly of power, there is a tendency of families and individuals to cling on to this power uh whatever it takes. So they might order resorting to violence to be able to maintain the status quo. So that's one factor which affects the number of ERIs that we encounter in the Philippines. A number of, another factor is the lack of accountability. Because there is money in politics. A lot of political families and groups really invest in the elections, really uh, make sure that whoever they're backing or whoever is running in their family would win the elections. It's because of corruption. It's because of the, their perspective that they won't be charged for it. They won't uh, be imprisoned for corrupting uh, the money of the people. So there are two factors be looking at it from a bystander's perspective, which affects the number of election-related incidents that we have in the country. But if you take a look closer, when it comes to having uh, taking a look at it from an election's perspective, I think there is also the, that factor of lack of accountability. Because if you take a look at Philippine elections, whenever there is a killing or any related incident about candidates, political parties, their supporters, uh, you don't hear much about cases being filed against the perpetrators of these incidents. So people are not afraid to commit these incidents because they know that even if they're charged for it, uh, they won't get in prison for it. So those are the, I think, what the reasons why we have a high number of ERIs in the country. So you mentioned a while ago that the COMELEC can improve on its color coding initiatives Mm -hmm. or regulations with regards to ERIs. What do you think are the key takeaways from the recent BSKE and what lessons can be applied to future elections to ensure a more peaceful process? The the best innovation that COMELEC did in this election is to show our candidates and their supporters that COMELEC would file cases against election law violators if 
they are aggressive or if they really focus on filing cases. We've seen this aggressive stance of the COMELEC in going after premature campaigners or those who violate or campaign outside of the campaign period. And we've seen this aggressive stance of COMELEC against vote buyers and vote sellers. And this is the first time uh, in Lente, for example, that we've experienced uh, candidates and political parties really calling our hotlines and asking about uh, the processes because they're afraid to commit violations and they're afraid that cases would really be filed against them. So we've seen how effective it is if people, especially the candidates and political parties, would feel if uh, Comelec would really go after them, especially when it comes to disqualifying them from running for office and from holding their office if ever they win in the election. So that's one major key takeaway that we got in this election, that it could be done and it should be done by our COMELEC uh, aggressively as the lead government agency in primarily in charge of our uh, of the conduct of our elections. So you've mentioned an increased report to Lente among like local citizens. What do you think is the role that local communities and civil society organizations like you play in promoting peaceful elections and ensuring the safety of voters and candidates? I think we play Lente together with other organizations, civic organizations that church, nonpartisan organizations play a big role in ensuring the integrity and the safety of our voters. I think we serve as a bridge of COMELEC and other government agencies to the general population or to the voting population of the country. Because COMELEC can do it all. So COMELEC needs the help of organizations like Lente to go after or to educate our people against um, election offenses or teach our people how to go after election law violators or how to document election offenses if ever they witness one or be uh, a victim of it. So uh, organizations like Lente play a big role in ensuring the integrity of the elections and the safety of our voters. Uh, just to cap off the interview, w- what outlook do you have with the future elections happening in terms of like its safety and peacefulness? Of course, we'll always maintain a positive outlook in Lente and we are really uh, monitoring what COMELEC will do, uh, especially after the Barangay SK elections because we would really monitor if cases would really be filed against vote buyers and vote sellers because they've committed that the investigation and prosecution would still continue even after all the winners are proclaimed and they have already assumed office. So we really look into the follow-up of our commission on elections when it comes to the prosecution of these cases. And why is that related to future elections? Because that's what, like I mentioned earlier, it's really important that people are afraid to commit election law violations. It's really important that candidates and political parties know that our election commission would really go after them if ever they commit election law violations. So uh, that's what we've uh, been looking forward to for the 2025, especially the 2025 midterm elections. Got it. Thank you so much, Attorney Ona. Um, do you have anything you want to add that maybe wasn't um, included in the discussion? Uh, if, do you want the numbers? Sure, sure, sure. Because we have the numbers here. 
Uh, the For this election, the total number of confirmed ERIs or election-related incidents is 47. And the suspected is more than 100. The figures vary depending on the paper or the source that you're looking at. And uh, the breakdown for the ERIs, the number one incident is shooting, the second is physical injury, and the third one is uh, beating or intimidation or threat. So that's the breakdown. The top three ERI or election-related incidents in the 2023 Barangay and SK elections. As to the regions, the top region, which has the most number of ERI, which I mentioned earlier, is BARM. The second to BARM is Region 10. And next to Region 10 is Cordillera, the front of our top three regions with the most number of ERIs in the country. Electoral competitiveness and lack of accountability are among the major problems that have caused an uptick in election-related incidents. Lente maintains a positive outlook for the next elections, however, following the commitment of the Commission on Elections to continue to investigate and prosecute erring candidates. This has been another episode of B-Side. Subscribe now and enjoy a new episode every week.